0: sunday you know what that means it's a new episode of the it's canon podcast the podcast where we talk about all things comics all things video games all things toys all things movies all things tv shows all things music all things everything on this pop culture phenomena we're your hosts i'm boris and as always i'm joined by phil I choo choo choose you <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day Are you saying this To the audience or to me Oh to you Boris <laughs> <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day To you Phil It's just us two This week on the It's Camp. I Podcast. know it's a special couples edition Yep <laughs> <laughs> Oh so what are really, we What are we going to be talking about we're going to be talking about Gina Carano. we're going to be talking about cd project red hack we're going to be talking about movie theaters and the plan moving forward and how they're opposing any minimum wage increase we're going to maybe increase and talk about that in the broader sense we're going to talk about stadia and we're going to talk about just how many people are gaming nowadays so a bit of a revisit of a few topics that we've talked about but uh yeah that's uh, that's what's on that's what's on tap for today Phil
1: That sounds like a spicy episode I've yeah, got opinions on some of those things
0: Yeah um <laughs> it's funny because like I try to when 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 making an episode I try to leave like one political ish thing where we can get ourselves in a lot of hot water I don't like getting too deep into politics, but, you know, this being the pop culture show that it is, you know, sometimes with everything that's been going on, how can you, how can you ignore some of the things happening, right? We're not going to be talking about, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. We're in a tough position. We put ourselves in a very tough position on this show. People love what we talk about. So we're going to keep talking about that. And I am having deja vu right now. And it's really fucking weird. Why is that? Because I put the glasses on? No, just literally <laughs> just... everything that's happening. Me talking, me staring at the screen, me having the second screen oh, on I, off I the know. side. It's like everything that just happened for the, like the past 20 seconds, deja vu.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm throwing it at you too because I put my old hat on, my old podcasting hat, my Beastie Boys New York City hat. Yep. So I kind of got that retro thing going because lately I've been rocking the Star Wars hats. And, yeah, so I've been deliberately messing with you on this Valentine's Day But I completely agree I know that we try to stay away from controversial politics But sometimes that damn stuff keeps on creeping into our pop culture slash geek universe And yep. we just gotta be us I'm uh, I i, I I'm sorry if we offend people I don't think anything that we're saying is offensive But some people may not might not agree with it And, uh you know, it's not in, in, any any opinions or ideas or any of that expressed in here within the show are just ours and not meant to perturb you, just to give you insight into what we think or discuss. Yep.
0: Here's it's particularly
1: tough this week because we have no Tyler. And yep. Tyler is, yeah, he's kind of into that stuff. Yep. I don't know if you noticed it. Exactly. It's kind of,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So Tyler, I hope you're uh, you're doing well. You're you're not killing yourself. You are uh, staying busy, but good. So hopefully we can have you back next week. Uh, I think he's back at work, and everything kind of is uh, piling up with personal projects, well, side work, real work, and whatnot. So yeah, there's a a lot that's
1: that's lifted in or lifting in the province of Ontario, depending on where you live. And the government is starting to acknowledge that the COVID situation as it stands right now is under some degree of control. And they're allowing retailers and other businesses to start opening up and have capacity to operate on a larger scale. And as we all know, Tyler works in the comic book industry and has been stuck on curbside pickup for a while. And now it looks like, uh, you know, some of those. Big jobs and side jobs are all coming At the same time We don't get a lot of advance notice on this Good
0: for him, good for him keeping busy Keeping keeping the flow Running, but yeah, it's just Phil and I this week Yeah, he'll be back It's just Phil and I, hopefully, just this week Um, yeah It still feels weird, I don't know what it is about today Uh Man, I'm tired today, I gotta say that It's been a very long weekend Um I have, what am I doing today? I have this show. Yesterday, I edited a podcast, our Royal Rumble special, and by our, I mean mine and Matt's. That's up on the It's Canon podcast feed because it's a free show. We wanted to give it to the masses. We wanted to give it to everyone, so it's out there now. Um, I noticed this morning that there's an issue with Apple. I don't know what's going on, so hopefully when I submit this show, It triggers Apple's uh, refresh, but something's going on there. But the Royal Rumble special is out on Spotify, Google, Amazon, everywhere but Apple right now. Um, Or you can actually go to our website. It's canonpodcast.com and listen there. Uh, But so I was working on that, finishing the editing. I was uh, doing some pre-notes for a show I'm doing later uh, because tonight there is an NXT show an NXT takeover pay per view. So I'm gonna be watching that with Matt, podcasting about that. But I was doing some like the, the prep work for that. I have this show going on. I have real work going on. It's been a pretty busy week, but a good week. I can't really complain. You know, in terms of like but outside of that, like honestly I've been very heads down. I think even with like you and Tyler, I've barely spoken to this week
1: yeah this has been a light week as far as our group chat and but that's the way we kind of like it though too because when we get on the show, we get real reactions or our real takes and and sometimes you know what honestly it takes a while to form an opinion and when, when you form it with others and then you go to record it, you end up already knowing the talking points and yep. then it doesn't it's not a fun conversation to have when you when you possibly are feeling like Well they already know this So exactly. I'm putting it on for
0: Like I it's happened to but, me uh, sometimes Where yeah, I say I, we something We don't do
1: that So we avoid it
0: Yeah sorry um, Sorry to the listeners For us talking over each other there um, So it happens to me sometimes too Where I'll put something Or something's on the chat We're going to talk about it And I you know I already know kind of the talking points So that's when I tune out And stop paying attention And that's happened you know, a couple times here and there Where it's, <laughs> again, I'm not trying to be an asshole I'm not trying to be a douche But um, for those listening Like I'm literally staring at notes Making sure we're recording Making sure levels are good Making sure everything is, is, is on the technical side Working plus doing the uh, the hosting So sometimes there are moments where I tune out Not by yeah. choice
1: it's, it's kind of fun, I was thinking about that this morning when I was prepping for the show And I thought, oh my goodness This is going to be, number one, like the old days When it was just us two early last year But number two It's going to be more difficult for you And that was my real concern At that point, because I'm like I know Tyler and I will wind up and go And you're like in complete I'm going to be the technician mode <laughs> Like you're you're yeah. monitoring levels We can see you doing things We can see you doing all the 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 great stuff that you do and i'm like oh great so now i have to vamp for him (laughs) (laughs) a little bit
0: but here i am i'm ready so yeah um what's going on with you phil what's going on in the world of phil Uh, like Uh, i said uh, i feel like uh, this is more me and you catching up and having a conversation type of episode because we've barely spoken this week
1: yeah i know right um this week, uh, you know what? I ended up watching a lot more TV and movies than I normally do again. Yep. Uh, a little bit less reading. I don't know what it is. Like, I have every single comic book at my disposal, I feel all like. All right. Hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. To-
0: I'm going to stop you right there because we're going to have this conversation on the podcast. You're like Kevin Smith, for all our listeners to know. Very much like Kevin Smith. And I'm the same way to a certain extent. I get very emotional with certain things that I watch. Like, I make... The connection Of what I'm watching Mm -hmm. with something in real life So if something in real life is mirroring Something that I'm watching on the screen Sometimes I get into these very deep thoughts um, And and Phil's the exact same way So I've told Phil He is not allowed to watch anything On his own anymore He needs to pass it (laughs) by me now
1: (laughs) Yeah I got into the weeds I did I, I you know what, I, I started this week off by hitting Netflix and watching Space Sweepers yeah. Now this thing, I enjoyed it very much so It's like Cowboy Bebop in live action
0: And it's and Korean, Japanese It's
1: Korean, yeah. Japanese, English It's a whole mix yeah. So definitely pop on the subtitles I'm on my second watch through just for visuals right now because i ended up reading an awful lot of the movie and enjoying it like honestly it it's a fun little movie i'm not going to proclaim it's the best movie ever or anything but it's definitely different and i enjoyed that i was just like man netflix really nailed it i think it was on the top 10 it was trending
0: yeah it was last week so i saw it I was and like, it's one of those things that i wanted to watch but i just didn't have time like i have the list of things that i'm already time. watching you know
1: you got to make time for this This is honestly uh, For you And probably most of our listeners I found it was so amazing To see Anime in real life done well And it's still got the al- Anime elements which I think ultimately Will bring the reviewers down On the show Because they might not get the context Of the source material yeah. And how it's being translated per se so from a purely movie-critical standpoint, I don't know that it's going to function very well Because the story is a story that's very typical The The universe is is very fun The special effects are really good, in my opinion uh, And, yeah, it was a fun ride It was really just a literal, let's sit down and be entertained But then, I started like looking at what else is on Netflix and the first place I went was this new one called Outside the Wire, which has the guy from Falcon and Winter Soldier in it. Ugh, I guess from true. a lot so of Altered Carver. Yeah, from Altered Carbon, he. I, I I assume he, since that show ended, he had Netflix deals to do more, and he did. It wasn't bad. It was. It was it's a not that good. Tyler and I talked about me.
0: this on the show. Um, this is. I I think this is the movie where both Tyler and I said that. Um, Anthony Mackie had like, uh, has a bunch of student debt That he has to pay off Because he's in so many Netflix original movies right now It's not even funny He's becoming the Nicolas Cage of Netflix Where he's yes, in so many that, yep. things He's in so many movies He's also in, in Miss Baja He's in a bunch of stuff that have just recently come out So Tyler and I believe He either owes someone a <laughs> lot of money Or he has a ton of Student debt that he has to pay off. Yeah,
1: well, uh, it, it, it was an action movie, pure and simple. It was just an action movie with a. To be honest pretty, with that movie, I was. Expecting I, I think it a thought it had more. the best. Yeah, I think it it thought like the per- people who wrote it thought they had the best idea, like twist in it. And when you watch it, you go, "Oh, that's disappointing." Yep But I think that in the writer's room or whatever They were like, oh, this is so awesome Nobody will see this coming And I'm like, oh, fuck off That is (laughs) literally what
0: I think Um, Like, the premise It's not anything new The story Is not anything new The twists They're twists But you see them coming a mile away Which isn't a bad thing You know, sometimes Swerves are too much to the point where they don't make sense. And this is coming from a wrestling fan that grew up watching Vince Russo <laughs> writing where everything had to be a swerve, bro. Like everything had to to the to the detriment of the story that they were telling because things just stopped yep. making sense. And that's kind of the 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 you know watching wrestling has really prepared me for this show in a lot of ways because like, you know, storytelling in general. That that's what where I'm going with this. And I think that movie is a great example of all right We have this innovative thing We're going to do this We're going to do that And at the end of the day The payoff just really Just was not there For that movie Anyways What else did you watch?
1: Well then I made the mistake (laughs) This is This is where
0: I'm sitting there Looking
1: at Netflix Original movies In my genre Which are sci-fi Action That type of thing And I happen to notice This one with George Clooney And it's directed by him And it stars him and it's called the Midnight Sky. And yeah, what's this movie about? So our me. listeners know. Oh, I I don't want to ruin it, but in, in general, its, at its just core, at its core, at its core, just it, just a light synopsis. It's a guy who's basically got some kind of terminal disease. And he, the end of the world occurs, which they never quite specifically get to what causes it. But it, you know, as we all know, environmental Armageddon is always creeping up on us. And in this world, at this time, it happens. And he is isolated on a station and how he deals with that and reconciling his history yeah so it ended up being it's it's a lot more deceptive than that and I don't want to ruin it yeah. so go watch it if you're into emotional sci-fi Armageddon movies yeah because this one definitely I think it's good for Netflix to do this and I think it's really good for artists or actors or like George Clooney to get the opportunity to direct something that might not get lit by other studios. Or seen on the scale that it is with Netflix, so I certainly applaud the attempt here and and the movie itself. It was just a heavy movie. It just ended up being a lot, you know. I, I kind of figured it out halfway through. Yeah, I actually figured it out right near the beginning, but I let them lead me down the road of disproving what my mind was telling me. And that was okay. That's what movies are meant to do, right? Like, you have to suspend disbelief. You have to disp- disp- suspend your beliefs. You have yeah. to go on the journey that they want to take you. And if you're mo- if you're capable of doing that, it ends up being
0: a pretty good experience. It's yeah. just emotional. It is very it's emotional. Just- now, I made the same mistake as you, my friend. I watched this movie when it came out, like, late last year, early this year. don't remember exactly what it was. Um, and uh, I was not in a good... I wasn't having a great day. You know, it was the the the, yeah. the pandemic blues, as I like to call them, which hit from time to time. Yep. Um, and yeah, I'm like watching this and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing to myself? And uh, and it was one of those days where I'm like completely disconnected because I try to disconnect once or Two, one or two times days a week now um, i'm just like always online always doing stuff that i just need that for myself for my sanity and by disconnecting i mean like i don't answer emails i don't answer these assholes i don't answer anyone um it's very rare yeah uh, i know at first you weren't you weren't used to it but now you're like okay this is boris's day off
1: yeah and you tell us too and i respect that and there are yeah. days where i'm slow to respond or well, doing whatever because it's either being a shit ton day of work at work, or I just don't feel like doing anything exactly. online. Like I, I really just want to chill. Yeah. So, and
0: watching. Yeah, I get that. you.
1: I cried a lot at the end of this.
0: <laughs> I didn't cry per se. I didn't pull a Kevin Smith or oh. a a Phil a Phil T. But I, uh, yeah, it was, was ugly man cry. Ugly man cry. So it was Kevin Smith crying.
1: Yeah, it wasn't wasn't a good. Uh, it was just the emotion of the end, which I knew. Yeah, I knew yeah, that it was coming. But
0: actually, seeing but, it was like, "Fuck,
1: I know." But the, the empathy for the characters, yeah, right? that, that's really you get when you do this suspension of belief or disbelief or whatever, and you get into it. Unfortunately, the empathy, the impact, I just feel what those characters are feeling or what they're wishing you to feel. Yeah, that they're feeling, and it's part of the price of doing that, right? When you Punch your ticket and go. I'm. I'm all in. That's the risk.
0: Yeah, for sure. That
1: you're gonna have to deal with the emotional uh, dysfunction or the emotional torture of the characters, which ultimately is a story. And yeah. there is good in there. Yeah, it's good to feel that way. Um, just so you can take that into your life and incorporate it in some small way. I. I. I would definitely be more cognizant. And have been all the way through my life about those little things and those family moments now versus taking them for granted when I was younger.
0: Yeah, you see, and that's, that's ultimately that's what of this my, movie does. That's one of my biggest regrets. Like, you know, you've known me for what, 12, 13 years now? Um, you know, there was that period where when we first met, you and I were so busy doing our side stuff that, you know, I wasn't around for birthdays, I wasn't around for meals, I wasn't around for stuff. Um, and I always said, hey, Whatever What's What's one birthday What's one whatever And it's something That I kind of regret Especially now Because you know Being on the road Not right now But with my job Being on the road I've missed so much more So I feel like I've missed like a chunk Of my family's stuff Um, You know Luckily I have an awesome family I have awesome friends For the most part um, That uh, have accepted that But you know it, It still sucks sometimes That I've missed so much But As you know, the past few years When I do have free time When I have that sliver of time I make it for people as much as humanly possible Um, You know, but it is what it is Now, Snowpiercer I wanted to talk about this Since it's just (laughs) you and I We won't spoil it for Tyler Because I know him and his partner are watching um, And I don't know exactly where they are I think they're on season one Yeah, sounds like it I feel like I've ruined the climax of season one for him by accident, um, but uh, Snowpiercer started off as a show where I told Phil, "Hey, let's watch this. Let's see what's going on." Um, I explained, "Hey, you know, I love the graphic novels. Um, I was able to find years ago when the after the 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 movie came out, I was able to find some translated versions of the graphic novel because it's originally a French." graphic novel and i really enjoyed the story and when i saw that tnt was making a show i'm like hey i want to watch this so phil and i started mm-hmm. watching and it was kind of like a secondary when we have time to watch thing right now i'm yeah. fucking up monday night tuesday morning watching this shit because season two <laughs> has been so good so fucking good that yep. it's must watch when it releases
1: I'm not quite to the when it releases thing because my one of my big motivators is my Twitter feed. If if people are blowing up on Twitter about it, then I have to shut everything down and watch it as soon as possible. Much like the Mandalorian. But my Twitter feed is not curtailed to <laughs> the show. Well to, here's to the thing. Snowpiercer. So I miss I, I can take it in like Tuesday night at my leisure in the environment that I want to set yeah. up for it. This week's episode was hugely emotional Yeah And uh, it was kind of awkward, I gotta say Like, the show has has matured over its two seasons Because the first season, it had its ideas And it went about doing its story kind of similar to the movie But kind of not in a lot of ways Yeah It, It definitely added a lot more context, depth, and development But the second season is so character heavy Yeah That it's shocking to me Like to see a show mature And as well as well cast, right? Like Jennifer Connelly Like everybody Everybody is just carrying Like just really carrying the show on their own They're all very strong people Strong actors, actresses Everybody Uh, It's it's such a good
0: show Now, it's funny One thing I wanted to bring up um, since you brought it up, was the 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 noise on Twitter? Now remember, and this is something that I found about Twitter, um, where I find that cable shows in the USA don't get that special attention of versus and compared to shows that are on streaming services. So you know yeah. your Wandavisions, your Mandalorians, your whatever uh, are going to get a lot more attention than your Snowpiercers. Because Snowpiercer in the USA is on TNT. Everywhere else in the world, it's on Netflix. But in the USA, it's on TNT. So I find that, like, that, you know, yeah. the noise is a lot less than than um, than other shows. Having said that, also... But that's because
1: it's on linear TV, right? Like, yeah, exactly. In the States, it's linear. With us, it's digital on our platform. And I think digital does gravitate towards the Twitter universe.
0: So yeah Snowpiercer was so good And it's turned into must watch Um, And then there's WandaVision I haven't even asked you what you thought of this week's episode
1: I I liked it It, it, It's it's got me guessing Yeah Whereas I I think episode 5 Ended On such a note That there was this little Inhale on Twitter And the rest of the world and the fans In expectation And this week it definitely did its own thing. It definitely said, no, we're we're maybe not doing what you thought we were doing. Yeah. And we're going to do something even weirder. Yeah. So, honestly, I have thoughts. I'm curious to know where it ultimately goes. These last two episodes are going to be just amazing. I'm even avoiding the trailers right now. Same it's here. to that point because I, I just don't want to... I see pictures and I go, okay. So this week, this week is the Halloween episode. All right, like we know it's coming, like that you've seen that out of the, some of the pre-trailers. So I was like, all right, I'm not gonna watch uh, the thing. I'm curious. Like obviously, it's pretty obvious who Agnes is, and I don't even know Wanda and Envisions uh, books too well. But I know enough out of the stuff I've gleaned that I've learned a little bit of the. Back history of Wanda and The possibilities and Now at least the Marvel Universe Is talking about mutation And that's a new thing too So yeah, we shall see You yeah, know I, I think it's all going to end up In a fun spot for everybody And they're promising that The last episode is Going to be similar To the last episode of the Mandalorian Season 2 That's the buzz That there is going to be a Person or a reveal That will be on par With Luke Coming on to the Mandalorian
0: And literally right after this So right when This season wraps up not only Will we have our special Talking and spoiling And predicting what's next In phase 4 for the MCU With Brad and Lisa from couple um, Comic books couple Counseling can't wait for that episode But right after this show Being WandaVision, we jump right into Falcon and Winter Soldier.
1: Yeah. It's going to be fun. Like, that looks definitely more action-based, but who yeah. knows? And, and I read an interesting comment by John Campia on Twitter this week, and he's been pretty open about his, you know, not lo- he doesn't really love what Disney is doing and the amount of power that they have. Yeah. But... He brought up a really good point. He's like, if Disney Plus's standard is Mandalorian Season 1 and 2 and WandaVision, holy shit, look out, Netflix. Yeah. Like, if that's a standard for shows, and then you start thinking about it and contextualizing it, and you put Soul in there and all the other, you know, movies that are cross-genre, animated, live-action, whatever, the, the production values on Disney Plus and the adherence to their... Standards is really, I don't know, forcing the hand of Netflix. Now, Netflix, I'm, I'm, I'm notorious for trying, you know, preaching about don't watch their shit because they just cancel it unless it's in its second season or something like that. But the movies are actually proven to be pretty good. Yeah, I gotta say, and I'm even, I even picked up on um, Greenland on uh, Prime Video. Yeah, which came out this week. Another apocalyptic movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, here is the thing, though. Like the IP that Disney has is enormous, and that's gonna give them that one up. Now, what Disney is doing in terms of budget, you know, essentially giving them borderline movie budget, um, and then you have mm-hmm. the new filming techniques, like the vaults, like things like that, right? So Disney yep. has that 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 one up. So when you talk about IPs, when you talk about like Budgets, when you talk about like the overall look and feel, the fact that their shows look like movies is huge. But, you know, I kind of akin this to comic books, where HBO Max, I feel, are going to go in the same direction with some of their Mm -hmm. DC extended universe shows. Like when that Gotham PD show comes out, I fully expect it to be like on par with budget. That we're getting for the Batman, for you know Joker, that the, those more gritty shows. So I expect the same coming from HBO Max, and then I kin Netflix to like your Image Comics, where it's more of your independent publishers, um, and and you know especially with Netflix because the one thing that Netflix does, say what you want about Netflix, you get the opportunity with Netflix, right? They might yep. screw you, they might do whatever, but you get stuff greenlit. So it's a it's a great. Yep place to start off um and and not to say that like netflix's budgets are lower it's just it's different right like you have you have yeah, settled different production value you have settled ip with hbo max and disney compared to netflix so that's where i was trying to go with that so I, yeah but i would just say like this it competition's good
1: oh you competition know, when, is when, great. yeah when disney up it like this with their shows Now their content is low In terms of how much they put out But we all know that that's accelerating Fast We all know that Star is going to start up uh, In March I believe Or the November, end of February, February 23rd. In Canada And All of this stuff is just going to up The content, up the watching time And It's good for the industry It's good for Netflix to be you know, pressured this way, it's good for HBO Max to get this pressure on it. Uh, I think it, it bodes well for the future of entertainment, especially at home, right? Which I think, yeah. unfortunately, we're still going to be here for a while.
0: So, yeah, yeah, neither near, neither here nor there type thing right now. But yeah, we're going to be home for a little bit longer, especially if you're in the cities like Toronto, New York, etc., LA. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens But yeah, I'm really looking forward to Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, So that's starting like right after WandaVision It's literally the week right after uh, So I'm really looking forward to that Kind of interested to see where that fits in um, But I have a question for you, Phil What mm-hmm. the fuck is going to happen with, with Black Widow? That's
1: a good question I I, I just get this feeling that they're constantly going in and reworking what they have in that movie yep. to make it fit into where they want to go with phase four, right? Like, yep. it's, it's, I just get the feeling that this is going to be an opportunity similar to the Snyder cut in that there's going to be a cut of this movie that was originally intended to air in 2020. And then there's the cut that we get in 2021 Whenever and however they decide to release it
0: Yeah yeah,
1: And everything kicks off of that I think there's lots of changes being made To the Eternals or whatever All the the different, the Immortals, whatever it is All the different spin-offs I think are going to be affected by it Uh, And what they're doing in WandaVision And what they're setting up And what they're positioning for And it Definitely, you know, even with Falcon and Winter Soldier It doesn't look quite the way I expected it to Yeah But that being said, we've seen a trailer And Disney are notorious for putting together a trailer That only contains one or two episodes worth of content And then the end of the show is vastly different than the kickoff, right? So, we'll see what happens It's, it's, again, a great place to be a fan Yeah,
0: exactly Exactly, it, it's, you know, look, we're in a new found territory, new territory here You know, th- yep. something like this has never happened before Where you get this this world that really is interconnected Like, say what you want, I know that Marvel TV tried doing this with ABC shows um, It started off really strong and then kind of fizzled as the internal war At Marvel, was going on at Disney. Kevin Feige eventually Mm -hmm. won that one, got the TV back, Um, you know, and now we're seeing kind of what 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 Feige had intended with WandaVision, with Falcon Winter Soldier, with all the various shows that are going to be coming out on Disney Plus. I'm liking
1: where it is. I like where it is. Like it's a it's it's
0: better than Star Wars in so many ways. It's
1: it's so much more the Star Uh Wars.
0: The Star Wars. World is just starting with Mandalorian, right? Like, that is the first real side project um, that is in canon. Uh, You know, Clone Wars was there, but with Clone Wars being important, then getting canceled, then moving to Netflix, then being canceled, then being revived again on Disney+, Plus. like, it's been back and forth. (laughs) So, it became canon, but originally it really kind of was and wasn't in, in... Like it wasn't canon to the point where, you know, it's the building block. So I saw an interesting article earlier this week about how Mandalorian is essentially going to feed into the next trilogy. Um, How it is like the beginning and the core of what's to come in the Star Wars world.
1: Yeah, they're definitely, when you look at what they've announced. And where they're going, and what their movie lineup looks like, even with Rogue Squadron being the first movie coming out with like what 2023. Yeah, Patty Jenkins writing the script right now, or finishing it up, and going to be directing it. There, it's, it's conceivable. And they said that this is going to take place after the sequel trilogy. Now, with the Mandalorian, we're sandwiched in between the sequel trilogy and the OG trilogy. Uh, you know, there's that that, that vast space that we're exploring. In this show, but I think that it sets up the building blocks for post sequel trilogy really well because a sequel trilogy really takes place over a very short amount of time yeah. in the Star Wars universe. There's not a lot of gap between the movies, so conceivably this is like a month in the Star Wars universe that the Rebellion and the First Order go hammer and tongs like this. So it's definitely it, it, it's doing it. It's Doing it, and it's fun to see, and it's a great period that we're all familiar with. Every fan, yeah, you know, Rangers and New Republic, or whatever that, 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 that new one is called that we all thought was the, the Gina Carano type spin off. We found out this week was, in fact, not intended to be that, that they were actually going to announce that. Show um, for Cara Dune As it's own Show and they cancelled it Last minute on the investors call So Kathleen Kennedy Kennedy Never announced it And they didn't throw the graphic for it Because they had the controversy That they were having with Gina
0: Yep and I think and this the is a perfect were there. Segue into The yep. news and the first news item See? So that is Gina Carano Has been fired By Disney Because of comments she made in the past Now, this opens up a huge can of worms In terms of free speech In terms of, you know, how conservatives are viewed How, you know, how are corporations too powerful? Are they controlling free speech? And what does free speech actually mean? So, let's break this down a little bit, Phil My friend, here's the thing Free speech gives you the ability to say something and not Get taken out back and thrown into the gulag, or out back and shot on a wall. I can go to a public square, yell whatever the fuck I want, and I won't get shot for it by authorities for the most part. Now, this does not <laughs> allow you. Yeah, this does not give you the right to spew what you want and expect companies to adhere and you know and 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 keep you on their payroll. Like if I. Were to go on this show And go on a rant about something And I know that people from my work Now listen to this show And if they were to then be good. Tell me CEO yeah. Guess what I represent the company Especially you know The role that I do So yep. I would probably be let we go. all We
1: all have our NDAs And they're they're implied in your Contract of employment right Where you're not supposed to talk about work stuff but you can talk about other stuff. That's great. That's freedom of speech. That's your personal pursuits. That's your hobbies. That's whatever your beliefs, whatever it is. But when those beliefs become the main, I don't, I want to be careful with my words here, but Gina was just making a lot of claims. I don't know if you know what she was doing. I do follow her. I, I've, I had to stop on Twitter. Yeah. Here's and some thing. of the stuff wasn't normal. Yep. And that's what I'm trying to to, like you're allowed to have beliefs, yeah, and you're allowed to talk about them, but you're also when you're an actress of her stature, there's a conduct, there's a code of conduct that's implied with your with your employment, and I think that's one of the big things. Like, I know that there's a lot of movie stars that can say or believe things that I don't believe in, but it doesn't matter because they're not beating me about the head with it, and they're getting jobs because they don't parade those beliefs. Out there or try to force them On people okay But when You're working for a company like Disney They are all about that image That public image that's part of the deal Right and James Gunn would be A perfect example of where Disney Acted too quickly on Cancel culture and then They ended up regretting it and then they ended Up with a mess that they had to fix Gina Carano I think is a great example of Disney not pushing the button too fast and letting her prove that the decision to do this was the right thing for them. Yep. I'm not saying it's the right thing. All right. I'm saying it's the right thing for Disney.
0: Yep. Disney? They made
1: this decision. They can recast her or they can cut her out of the show. They're at a tipping point with the show where I think they've watched a lot of controversial comments erupt out of her Twitter and Instagram feed, and they've ended up they've seen her delete it they've seen her try and walk it back. they've obviously indicated to her to stop it, and they've also they've also had the meetings to stop it literally
0: here's the thing yeah. so we're gonna go take a look at some of the things she's talked about. we're going to you know all read out. The straw that broke the camel's back. We're gonna have a bit of a <laughs> bit of a conversation about this. So, Gina Carano, as you mentioned, this isn't one post. She wasn't quote unquote canceled over this one Twitter post. And at that, this happened, you know, last year. This wasn't like it happened yeah. last week and Disney acted and that was that. This is an or ongoing it wasn't thing. like
1: James Gunn where they went back. And a whole bunch of people got stuff from years and years and years ago. Yeah, when he was doing stand-up comedy, right, and throwing everything at the frickin' wall. Yeah, now, I'm not here to make excuses for James Gunn. I don't know the complete story, but I know with Gina Carano, it's been something that's been particularly heavy on her feed in this political move in the states with the election and all of the politics surrounding it.
0: Here's the thing: she's made fun of Mask. My mandates. We're in the middle of a global uh-huh. pandemic You know The, the official yep. word is Hey wear a mask Miss Carano yep. Was making fun of it Miss Carano yep. also spread Misinformation about voter fraud She joked yep. About pronoun usage She yep. you know A lot of people on Twitter And this is the thing You don't have to like it But you have to respect it um, you know, you know how a lot of people on their Twitter feed put, you know, he, him, you know, she, her, yeah. or whatever. She put beep yep. a bop. They, a beep. they
1: indicate the pronouns that they want to be addressed as. Yep. She made fun and of that's this. Up to people to do. And she it's not also, something to be made fun of.
0: Like she also encouraged businesses and churches to open during the pandemic. So literally going against government mandates. You have someone saying. Don't listen to the government. Do this instead because your freedom is on the line. You see? So this yeah. is the thing. You know, last week or, you know, this 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 latest post wasn't Carano's first incident of putting Disney in the spotlight with her opinions. She represents and she's an agent of Disney at this point. So, you know, it's easy to kind of put two and two together and say, does Disney want this from Disney? Us You know This is the thing Like it's it goes back to the PR The optics of things Right And yes I know mm-hmm. Disney is not The perfect company Disney has Has Very shadowy They past. have Their skeletons in the closet Yep So This is Kind of What broke The camel's back She posted an image And this is what was written on the image. Whether she wrote this or not, that's no. This is a, a retweet or a repost. And it said, Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views?
1: Yeah. Yep. That's not a good move. Yep. <laughs> like Here's liking the thing, yourself, like, too. Nazi Germany Jews. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Just because. This and is she thing, deleted like, it.
0: it. And that's the she point that I was literally back. going to say. Was she <laughs> deleted it. The fact that she deleted it, to me, points she knows she was in the wrong. Oh, yeah. She knows. She crossed the line. But here's the thing, Phil. I have, like, people do this where they post this stuff. They delete it knowing that it was wrong. But you have that following now. You have the evidence Mm -hmm. out there. You know, and now you can go turn around and say, look, I was wronged. Disney wronged me. Their cancel culture is too much. Yeah. I I have this feeling that at
1: Disney what was going on was... Apparently, uh, earlier this week, or maybe even last week, Gina Carano was called into Disney and she apologized. And I think she thought that that apology makes everything better. She, she saved her job. She knew, they, they told her, We know what's going on. We're giving you this warning, and it's cost you your show if you value your show, if you, you want to get right with this, we need to see a change. And then that post goes up and then she tries to delete it. And then Disney call her and just say, Hey, you know what? We're done. Sorry. We're done. You know, we've, we've gone ahead. We've told Dave Filoni and, and, and John Favreau to write you out of the Mandalorian. We're not even bothering. With your stuff. And we've got a bunch of really talented people that are eager to work with us in these other areas. And that's up to Disney to do. All right. This isn't about First uh, Amendment rights or freedom of speech or anything like that. It's the simple fact that Disney can choose who they want to and don't want to work with. And if you're becoming a bigger distraction to their brand, by your political beliefs and your constant outcries on Twitter. In this realm, then, like it or not, Disney have a choice here. Yep, and, and it's they not exercise like, that choice.
0: It's not like she's being canceled everywhere. Less than 24 hours after oh. the news, um, you know, it was reported that Gina Carano, uh, you know, told went on. And she said, the Daily Wire is helping make one of my dreams to develop and produce my own film come true. I cried out and my prayer was answered. I am sending out a direct message of hope to everyone living in fear of cancellation by the totalitarian mob. I have only just begun using my voice, which is now freer than ever before, and I hope it inspires others to do the same. They can't cancel us if we don't let them. So, essentially, um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be be more
1: coming on our Twitter Which is basically why I had to click the unfollow
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) I can't can't, There was times where I was looking at it And I didn't Know the full context of what was going on I look at her as Cara Dune, right, and Maybe a little bit of the Deadpool mean girl type thing And I'm I'm not really Invested in her too much as a person I'm, you know Watching it and going, ah, eh, she's she's doing well with this character, but then I'm looking at her Twitter feed and I'm like, she's like one one day she's all like, let's all join Parlor, and I'm like, but that's kind of into that other end of the political spectrum that I don't I I didn't know, and then it just got worse and worse for me, and uh, I had to just bury her deeper and deeper into my content until, or into my feed until now I'm just like, no, I just don't even want to like hear. What's going on, especially after that Instagram post that she made? Not, not down with any of that. At Look, all personally, I'm all
0: for you saying and believing whatever you want. I have friends who are very yeah. right wing conservative, and I'm, you know, more on the liberal side, and we get along well. We respect each other. We have conversations. Yep, I'm cool with you that. You can have those beliefs. Yeah, but when you start making some more extremist views start making fun of things going on in the world like mask mandates telling people to not listen to the government, spreading misinformation That's where you know that's when I start to kind of say, look, come on, take a step back yeah and I'm gonna reevaluate things you know if she was a just a Trump supporter, just a right- wing person said, look, I don't fully believe. And um, acknowledge everything The government is saying about COVID But it's the government You should listen to them We'll see where this takes us That's cool But she is telling you yeah. To openly go against mandates To openly not listen To spread misinformation That's where I kind of start To draw the line of Where I respect you And where I need to say Look, that's, that's no mas, right? So, yeah, you know, they're this isn't about, Look, I'll, spe- like, this isn't about. I'll take not- it a step further. All
1: right. It, it doesn't even matter. She can have those beliefs. She can even tweet them. I can choose to follow or unfollow her. But Disney made the choice to unfollow her professionally. There you <laughs> they go. They severed the link, right? And that's it. We all have to deal with that. Now she can believe whatever she wants. She can say whatever she wants. But, you know, that's the way it is. Unfortunately, I think that's the person.
0: Yeah. Disney chose to unfollow her. So that's that. Alright, we're gonna move on. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven dev cd project red was hacked. Perpetrators demands ransom, and apparently the code was sold to an unknown party in the dark web for an unknown amount. What do you I heard they were asking
1: for a million. And as well I was doing some research on this. And it looks like there was a whole bunch of accounting information taken And a whole bunch of employee information taken And a whole bunch of dirt on the company taken Which is also up for sale Along with the source code Or the exchange went something like this CD Projekt Red like, kind of disclosed that, Hey, we had shit stolen We've got backups We had some drives encrypted We've got backups. We are restoring said backups. Okay, fine. But the information was taken. All right? And we've been contacted about a ransom kind of payment system. We're not participating in it. So that being said, we're letting you know this information may be coming out. And well, we've made the decision as a company that we're just going to deal with it when if, when, and if.
0: Yeah. CD Projekt Red... On February 9th, sent out a tweet saying to our ex-employees, as of this moment, we don't possess evidence that any of your personal data was accessed. However, we still recommend caution. If you have questions, please write to our privacy team, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, we don't know exactly what was taken. We don't know what to what extent this, uh, this breach goes. But, you know, I think that, again, like this is a company who just keeps getting shat on. By the media, and now obviously, yeah. you know they're a target to hackers.
1: Yep, yeah. it's it's. I I don't even. I guess I'm naive in the fact that I don't even know what you do with the source code other than maybe fix the game. <laughs> like it's just there's comedy around it, but the game isn't that broken right now. It's it's rather playable. I was playing it last night on Stadia. And it seems like you know I'm just stuck in a mission. I don't know what they're gonna do with the code if they start modding it. What like it just it's interesting to me to watch. I hope that CD Projekt Red doesn't get too bogged down in bullcrap. But I feel like this is a lot of drama and a lot of people, a lot of eyes on it, and it's kind of sad. I what gets it to me doesn't end is up ruining people's lives.
0: What gets to me are the keyboard warriors who are like yeah they deserve this no they didn't no matter what this company did they don't deserve to have their source code stolen they don't deserve to have employees personal information possibly being put out there they don't deserve this you know if i was a developer you know i'm not the one who made decisions i'm not the one who you know decided to put a quote-unquote broken game out there it's just like you know it's it's again something that i want to talk about and that's kind of like the 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 negativity in the spotlight and the bad pr that this game and company got it's just growing and growing 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 to the point where people think that this is cool that this is hilarious that this is whatever no this is not this is not good the fact that hackers can get into any company is not a good thing the fact you know (laughs) <laughs> what if this was your credit card company? Are you gonna be laughing then? Well, I, I know I won't. I,
1: I'm, I'm, in lockstep with you. I don't see the thrill, nor the 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 the, the glory, that potentially comes from this. I don't. You know, I, I feel like old man Phil here, which you know, kind of my shtick, but I just don't get it. I, I. I can see how some targets in hacking are targets because of who they are or what they are. But I know that a lot of companies have to take this very, very seriously. And I don't doubt that CD Projekt Red was taking those steps. But all it takes is one employee to open the wrong email or click the wrong link and exploits happen. It's a really sad situation. It's too bad that people are targeting this company with those skills. because. Yeah, I just don't see the fun in beating up an already beat up company who really didn't do anything too wrong. You know, like you, like you brought up, everybody in that company worked their asses off to make the best game possible. It's up to management to make sure that the best game possible is what was delivered, and they fell short on a couple of the platforms for sure. Yep. So, All right. you know, so- they're, they're trying to fix it. They'll get there, people.
0: Exactly. And we will talk about this a lot more soon, um, you know we're still following this story very closely, and there should be, be the
1: talking. February patch soon.
0: Yep. All well, right. So
1: that'll give us a talk.
0: Phil, movie theaters are crying afoul foul again. The movie theaters are claiming that something else now will kill the theater industry, and not any of their own decisions, not their lack of innovation, not their <laughs> insanity. But now the minimum wage increase that is proposed in the USA will kill the movie theater industry. So Democrats are in Congress are looking to bump the minimum wage up nationwide to $15 an hour by 2025. So every year, this is going to go up little by little. They're going to evaluate, make sure that it works. And then by 2025, it's going to be $15 an hour. This would be the first time the minimum wage has increased since 2009, which saw the minimum wage get a boost from 6.55 an hour to 7.25 an hour. Oh, Several God. states, including California and Illinois, are on track to meet that pledge in the four-year time frame. So, again, this is a, a very um, uh, state-to-state thing. But federally, they want the minimum wage to be $15 an hour. And within your state, you can do whatever the hell you want. So AMC and other theaters are saying, "Nah, nah, this is too much This is too much This is too much <laughs> We're already buying $17 popcorn, come on
1: <laughs> yep. this, is, this is a company or a set of companies I won't say AMC specifically But I will say theater companies overall The amount of markup that they perform at the candy counter At the snack counter Alright literally they're taking 10 cents a pop And charging you You know 5 to 7 dollars For a tub of that And then there's your popcorn Which is another 10 to 15 dollars For literally pennies Of product It's popped corn air Like it really is Like butter is probably the most substantive Thing that they put on that And that isn't even real It's butter like All right, it's oil so, when you when you look at all this stuff cynically, it's like, hey, you know what I? Well, you know what I haven't done? Bought a five dollar bag of M and M's. it's literally everything there is marking up to the point, and then you're telling me that you can't pay an employee a living wage for working midnights and all kinds of weird effed up hours. Yep. Yeah. And especially kids in school and whatnot. When I go to the movie theater, I see a lot of. Entry level positions being filled by students and people who are trying to do a full time in school or whatever their situation may be, pick up a little bit extra cash. And you're telling me you can't afford to pay them a living wage,
0: Phil? And this even is why, then,
1: I would debate $15 isn't even a living wage. Like, and this is
0: why Christ. I brought up the past. This is the f- this would be the first increase to the minimum wage since 2009. Twelve years ago, where it went from $6. six fifty-five to seven twenty-five, but everything else is going up in price. So you know, we can talk about inflation. We can talk about this and that. But at the end of the day, this is the first increase federally in eleven years. Eleven years, and 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 we're yeah. saying and 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 now some executives are trying and to we're say saying that, that this corporations. Is some people are yeah, saying this it, is a disservice to unskilled employees who might find themselves in lucrative roles. Lucrative? Fifteen dollars an hour is not lucrative. It's not. It's barely living. Um, this yeah. is the Have exact you quote. groceries lately? This is the exact quote. I think it's a real disservice to the young, unskilled employee when we start pricing them out of the market, said Russell Allen, president of Allen Theaters in Las Cruces, New Mexico. We've hired 16-year-old kids that don't know what a broom is, much less how to use it. So then, you know, how about... Like,
1: that gives you the right to exploit them, like yeah, slaves? Exactly. Like, I, I just don't get it because, you know, we look at the world that we live in, you see CEOs. And they're making eight thousand dollars an hour, or some shit like that. Like it literally breaks out to these multi-million dollar deals for the the guys at the top, and the people who are making the company move and work and function are getting paid a subhuman wage. Because even when you're talking about going from six whatever to seven dollars in two thousand and nine, that's embarrassing mm-hmm. by those standards. Like it, avoiding. Inflation, which to me is always a big joke, because every time I hear the word inflation mentioned in, in the political spectrum or in the economic spectrum, it's always an argument that inflation is barely happening. However, every time I go to the grocery store, where is my measure of inflation? And I go, hey, look, $200 of groceries now is is an easy thing to do. Yep. It's It's... It used to be an oddity It used to be that was a month's worth of groceries Now you can go and you can barely put anything in your basket And you're at $50 plus dollars. Yep. Like The price of things is insane And uh, to be fair, I don't know how the economics of the states is If If the supermarket markups are different Or maybe it's because things have to be shipped up here Or kept at cold storage, which increases the price But by and large, I know from my experience, when I went down to the States in the 2000s, doing all my soccer travel, I found that the grocery store wasn't any cheaper in the States. Yeah. So I'm just saying groceries, in some cases, were more expensive in the States just because of the dollar trade-off. So things weren't magically cheap down there at all. Yeah. And I don't know how anybody could live on god forbid 7 dollars an hour and you wonder why the economies of our worlds are such that they are where everybody's running around at that level of employment with two or three jobs trying to manage mm-hmm. they never get a break yep. they never get a weekend they never get vacation that all they have to do all they're programmed to do is continually hustle for money
0: yep and then you have and that's unbelievable And then you have major corporations like Tim Hortons here in Canada who, when the minimum wage increases, they cut hours. They do whatever they can in order to keep you at the minimum of the minimum of the minimum with the less amount of investment towards their employees. So, you know, I understand that you, you know, I see both sides of the argument. I don't accept the side saying you know that this is a disservice to certain people people need to work people need to go go to training and become something bigger but let's take a look at the normal plight of a 16 to 21 year old you know they're working these minimum wage jobs they're trying to go to school school in the states is insane they may or may not get financial assistance so how am i You know, going to make myself, going to become that engineer, going to put myself through medical school on these minimum wage jobs without financial assistance, without any of this. And even if I did get financial assistance, the hole that I'm building myself at that young age is so large that I'm going to be out of just school debt in my 30s, 40s. Yep. It's, you know.
1: It's inexcusable. I'm I'm not a big fan of of this top down structure that's being constantly thrown at us. Where it's like, well, the CEO can make millions in in years in a year. He can make ten million dollars or she, and these bottom level lo- these bottom employees are just expected. Well, if you want what I got, you better go and earn it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think you our, know they're never going to get there.
0: I think our listeners are very lucky. Tyler is not here. Oh gosh! Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was thinking that when we were talking about this, because I'm like, I'm sure Tyler could talk it both ways. Yeah, <laughs> not, not that, not that he would believe. I think that he's firmly in in our empathetic camp. Oh, I, I just mean <laughs> that he would people. be like
0: very passionate. He,
1: yeah, he would. He would be very pointed. We're we're being very general. I'm yeah. not pulling up the CEO. <laughs> Earnings for the top ten companies or anything like that—it's just hard for me to fathom that that argument. And there's more than enough money to share the wealth in companies, and I wish that they do it more, especially towards things like giving people a living wage. Yep. And again, I'll say, fifteen dollars an hour ain't no fucking living wage. That's <laughs> you're having to work two jobs instead of three, so maybe you get a couple minutes to yourself. Yep. I—it's—it's it's just sad to see. It really is.
0: All right, so Stadia. What do you want to talk about Stadia? What's going on in the world oh. of Stadia, Phil?
1: Not been a good week in Stadia week. It has and it hasn't. Yeah. All right, so we crowdfunded a game called Sky Climbers or something. We. And, well, the Stadia group did. I just Team love, Stadia.
0: I fucking love how you always say <laughs> We.
1: I love it. Well, I'm identifying I'm identifying with the group really well because it's it's a lot of my Twitter feed. So yeah. I look at the Royal Wii because I've committed myself to being in that group. So yes, they I, unfortunately, I'm not really into this game, so I didn't fund the Kickstarter, but they've 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 noticed that a lot of the love has come from stadia fans. And they're hopefully going to be publishing to that platform first with this game, or I don't even know the full situation because it didn't interest me. But there was somebody posted some viral video of them throwing their Stadia controller in the garbage. I'm not going to say who. And what ended up happening was one of the high-ups at Google Stadia was really upset about this video. And we all started posting pictures of our... Stadia controllers to let them, like Google know that we actually value the service in the games. So it's actually, you know, it's given a lot of attention to the community and we're sticking together. The the community is sticking together. It's just been a tough couple of weeks because everybody's wanting to write that story that says Stadia is dead when really it's far from it. They've released more games this week. I think we got, um, Little Little Nightmares 2 On first day of launch, free So the first day the game goes live For all the platforms We get on Stadia for free I actually played it for a little bit this week It's not really my type of game But damn, was it ever cute And uh, the graphics are great So I'm still invested in it I'm still going forward Full gung-ho I like the 60 frames per second I like the 4K resolution, I don't understand completely why my Ubisoft games don't come in 4K, but everything else is, except for, well, again, Cyberpunk, but that's a known issue that they're working on, so add it to the list.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, Stadia, Stadia's been good, man. It, it's it's just, shit's there. Stuff works. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic, and yeah. I don't have to, to be honest, last night I played Forza 4 with a friend of mine, and he's going through some tough times. And we wanted to just get together and play some video games back in the, the OG days yep. type thing. And holy shit, I had to wait, you know, ten minutes for a, a you know multi gigabyte patch to come in. And then just the finagling with the noise coming out of the Xbox, hearing it overheating, yeah, access times, load times. Hard drive time Like I'm just like Holy shit There's a lot of time Playing games Spent not playing Yep In in this system In this architecture Which is why The next gen stuff Is great You know With the PS5 And the Xbox One X And all this stuff Where we're getting Fast times But Stadia Is in that category Just because of the cloud Yeah I don't have to go through Load times I don't have to go through Patches I don't have to do Any of that Yep and it's a convenience thing for me I love it I'm, I'm really enjoying it
0: Great And something that we want to talk about And I think that we're going to really be talking about this in the future in, a, in our Stadia special And that's the fact that, you know When you take a look at the certain articles From major gaming pop culture websites They're very negative to Stadia Yes And it's never about Stadia And the service they provide It's about the concept. It's about the fact that it's Google. It's about the fact that, you know, oh, this game isn't coming out for Stadia. But they never report on the positives of Stadia. They never report on the AAA games coming out for Stadia. They always talk about the negatives. They always say, oh, it's Google. It's going to be killed. There's no love. There's absolutely no love
1: in the Stadia um, reviewer slash Coverage universe. Yep, and that is something that we did tweet about yesterday, where or this week, that where the hell are the journalists when there's good news? Yep, right. Like I, I tweeted IGN and 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 whatnot because I was just like, well, they're not going to make a story about anything positive hitting Stadia because they all they do is dump on things. Well, That's it's going to go get their against content. their, That's how own they get their narrative
0: of Stadia. Yeah. That particular website's narrative is that Stadia is dead on arrival, so they mm-hmm. will never report anything positive or contrary to that view of theirs. Which yep. it's you true. know, this is essentially what our special is going to be. At. It's about media coverage and how the media coverage and you know these 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 major websites you know, can make or break something before the public even sees it, before the public even tries it. And this goes back to a point that we were talking about on this show a few weeks ago, and that is about, you know, reviewing for the sake of actually reviewing something without incentives, without the fear of being yes. blacklisted, with you know, etc, etc, etc. So there's a lot more to come here, but you know listeners, go out, do your own research on Stadia. Try it out if you can. Let us know what you let, think. You know, make let me your tell own you a tale. decision.
1: Let me tell you a tale. Originally, all right, I have been guilty of this in the past. On this podcast, we have brought up Stadia, and I've laughed about it. We have brought up Stadia, and I said, that doesn't work. We have brought up Stadia, and I've said, and all three of its players, right? Like, I've made that joke at the stadia at Stadia's expense and their players, their fan base. Boris pushed me to get Cyberpunk 2077 on Stadia. I could not see a logical reason why not to. Stadia had already supplied me with a free controller and a free Chromecast, and they were promising to give me another one with the purchase of said video game. So it's a minimal investment. I can play that game no matter what without any monthly subscription fee on Stadia. Okay? I try it And that's when I learned All the stuff that I had believed Was wrong And where did I learn All of those uninformed Ideas Through mainstream media Constantly dumping on Stadia It had a botched launch Oh my gosh You mean like Sony and Microsoft Are doing right now with their next gen consoles Because that's a freaking mess But everybody just keeps on talking About how great those consoles are because they're great, because they actually go through and play them. Right. What's happening to the stadia is they're getting railroaded right out of the gate because it's Google. And that's it. They made a the decision not to invest in AAA games because AAA games take years to make. So I get it. We are in a dangerous position right now because it is Google. I get that. I empathize with our listeners. I want to let you all know that we are a little bit shaken over the news, but it makes sense. And Stadia are going forward, committing to hundreds of titles, a hundred titles for 2021. That was their commitment this week. So they're making that happen. We're getting tons of new games every week. There's new games being announced. There's new content coming. So, it's just a fallacy. It's it really is an agenda by reviewers where they don't even um, I'm disappointed in a lot of the reviewers that I pay attention to won't even acknowledge Stadia because they have that same bias that I had. And I'm trying to tell them in the comments, "Hey, look, just give it a just give it a chance. What do you have to lose?"
0: Here's the thing though. Some reviewers won't touch it because Google won't send them a controller. They won't give them free access. They won't do this. They won't do that. <laughs> that's why. That's why, Phil. It, I is, know, it goes it's, back. It's to, funny. It goes back to Tyler's point, and the bias yeah. and the incentives. I am not yeah. going to review as something unless I get it for free. Then you know, I just, yeah. I just don't understand that. Now, here's the last point before we move on, and that is the fact that, if we had the internet community as it is today. Back when Microsoft Or Sony announced that they Would be mm-hmm. building their own console Those consoles would Be DOA
1: Yep The environment would be completely Set up against them, yeah, I've seen that Comparison with uh, Stadia and Xbox Stadia and Playstation Exactly that It's it's a funny world, but You know what, I will back up ACG, that, that Reviewer that I do watch who doesn't really participate in Stadia stuff But does everything else Anything that he gets for free By the developer, he gives it away Yep Alright, so his motto is If I get it free from the developer I'm going to the store, I'm buying a physical copy And I'm going to give it to one of my listeners or But here's the viewers. thing with that though that is still like, the ince- he That's want still an incentive in
0: That's still an incentive for him He's getting something from developers And that is going to prompt him then To go and buy it He's not doing this before he's not going out and buying it regardless, you know. Well, what I mean?
1: because he gets advanced codes, yeah. yeah but, so he can have his review ready for the day. But of that's or prompting the week him of
0: to go out and buy it. That's it's still oh, yeah. an incentive at the that, core
1: of it. But at the same time, there's stuff that he reviews horribly. There's stuff that he hates, and he's still, he still he always makes a point of it. I'm going to go out and buy this game and give it away, and I hope that somebody who yeah. gets it actually likes the game. But he's just like, I just don't want any skin in the game. Yeah. Like he but, doesn't want to be seen that way. He's like, if a developer sends me a code, that's great. But if they don't, that's okay too. Yeah. He's still gonna review the game if he wants to play it. Well, and there but, will be games that he skips.
0: It, of course, of like, course, but there's still some this. inception towards him and in, in the way that he uh, does stuff. I'm not yeah, saying it's bad. I'm not I'm saying, just it's saying good. that I'm just saying that it's bad. I'm there. just
1: saying the transparency level, I appreciate the disclosure. Yep. I appreciate the attempt. You're right in a in a very cynical way, you are correct. But I appreciate his transparency on that front because it has value to me. Yep. It lends him authenticity from my point of view. But that might not be everybody else's point of view. And that's thing okay too. And
0: This is an argument that I'm hearing more and more and more and more. And this is one kind of thing that the one comment that I've heard about our show, that's that, you know, we have to a certain extent we have an incentive for clicks, for listens For whatever But we talk Mm -hmm. about what we talk Because we want to talk about it You know We've made friends with certain companies But we don't really go out of our way To talk about anything in particular Uh, This is all part of the greater plan And we will eventually expand But you know One thing that I've always been told about our show Is that they like the grassroots nature of it So you know That's something that I want to explore more of And see kind of where what's going on because we've talked about it on this show with reviewers and we you know we and and that's kind of like the the incentives and the payoffs and the whatever and it's essentially a very very broken market at this point to get an honest opinion about something because a lot of people yep. are afraid of putting up a bad review because you know a certain website might not publish you anymore you might you know get blacklisted by the devs you might you know there's a lot of things that can go wrong and i've seen this firsthand yeah um but i have yeah, too anyways. i've
1: seen ubisoft cut people out and go we're not sending you any more information we're not sending you any more pre-releases we're not doing anything with you because we didn't like your review of far cry yeah you know primal exactly whatever like shit shit not everything goes great Some projects are aimed at completely different audiences Than when they land at you And as well, games change constantly after they're released So a game that I might hate today Might end up being something that I play all the way to the end In a month or two months or a year's time And go, holy shit, I really missed that gem Like, they really improved this
0: And here's the thing, at the end of the day As we're in the middle of a pandemic And we're seeing records break, you know there's a lot of eyes and attention on reviewers and content and content creators and things like that. And that is because, you know, again, the numbers are breaking records. So this year's Steam concurrent player count broke the record yeah. again. And that's 26 million concurrent players at one given time.
1: Now that's 26 million people that were logged into Steam at one yeah. time. It wasn't concurrent players. I it think wasn't, it was actually I meant concurrent 9 users million. Online. Yeah, it was concurrent users, and it was like nine million people were playing games. So that's a lot of other people, either chatting in Steam or doing whatever it is that they do in Steam, right? It's I don't know how GeForce now stacks up in those stats as well, because as that service grows, it uh, you know you're you're linking your Steam account and you're using your Steam key or your credit for the game to play it on another server, so. It's an interesting thing that's going on, and yeah, pandemic world, man, crazy numbers. And you you have to think about the fact that not only is that happening in Steam, you also have all the people playing PlayStation stuff and all the people playing Xbox stuff that aren't even logging into Steam yep. that are gaming right at the same time. It's it's an insane, insane. Thing that's happening in the world—it's just insane. Yeah, and and in a good way. Like it's gonna—it's gonna make things grow. It's gonna make things get better. It's gonna make products. Now, Ubisoft this week announced that they're no longer pursuing the triple A game model. Mm -hmm. They are going to go to more free-to-play type content and mobile-based content, which i'm so disappointed
0: (laughs) well at the same time though they're looking at things like fortnite they're looking at things like uh, modern warfare they're looking at things like you know um apex legend they're looking at that model and they're saying hey if we can get a service that constantly brings in money that will work better in the long run so hey we know what we're talking about because we talked about this so many times on the show. And this is the future of where a lot of games are going to be going, unfortunately. Or fortunately, depending on how you play video games.
1: Uh, for me, it's not my preferred choice. Not mine I either. It. I do. I, I see what their what their vision is. I can't dispute it. But I don't like it as a my personal consumption habit. I'm not big into these multiplayer games or, or yep. anything like that. Same. I like to get my single player on and or a co-op game with friends that I know and play them you know i think I think the most fun I've had in a long time is just playing like Borderlands three with two or three people, like two or three close friends and just being on the voice chat and hearing the absolute insanity that is that game. oh and by the way, last week that studio got sold as well yeah yeah, <laughs> but they're you know they're not going to be fucked with. It's just it's just an interesting thing that's happening like like in the games industry overall. These decisions are being announced. I think Ubisoft has through 2022, 3 AAA title games coming to market and then they're abandoning
0: that model. I wouldn't say <laughs> abandoning. I think they're <laughs> Well, they're they're changing course towards it. Yes. Yes. Not to say they're not going to make any AAA titles anymore. I still firmly believe.
1: I think the focus is going to be yes. on this other stuff, and yes. then if they go, hey, look, that isn't working out, they're going to go back to the AAA model, or they're going to come up with a hybrid,
0: right? Yeah. Like monthly. I think there's, yeah, monthly recurring revenue is the future, whether you like it or not. Services, SaaS. This is all the future. This is all that's coming. This is where we're going. This is where we're at, and this is where we're leaning. Unfortunately or fortunately, again, that's up for debate But this is where we are going Where we're at What's going to be in the news So, you know Yeah, it's it's just crazy right now And and we're trying to follow things as they happen And again, we have tons of specials lined up um, I really need to sit down with you guys And put dates yeah. to these specials Because um, we have so much that we want to talk about Um And one thing that I Things are heating up Things are heating up for sure Um, One thing Thank you to everybody That has listened to the show That has listened to the interview That I put up earlier this week With Danny Granger Art um, Because it is one of our Best listened to things on the feed Uh, So this has inspired me to And this is something that I've been wanting to do um, and that's putting out the interviews outside of the episodes into their own domain. Um, so yeah, so that's something that we're gonna be doing more of. We have a lot of interviews lined up with musicians, with with uh, writers, with content creators, with things like that. Um, and again, people with that, beer makers, with beer makers. It's crazy. So you know, it is the It's cannon podcast where we talk about anything and everything. So. That's what's going to be coming, so with a lot more content coming up, I just need to sit down with the guys, with the boys, have a couple cold ones, and actually put dates to to some of this stuff. But, uh, you know, we are going to be pumping out a lot of content in the next little bit. Uh, so, Phil, without further ado, I'll let you tell our listeners how they can get a hold of us.
1: Oh, of course, of course, you know, because we're your go-to spot during your pandemic listening itches you can find us at www.itscanonpodcast.com you can track us down on instagram twitter and facebook at itscanonpodcast you can email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com you can subscribe via apple Podcasts when they get their shit fixed up spotify stitcher google play really anywhere you find podcasts amazon audible wherever you do we're there and if you like what you hear please be sure to click the subscribe button so you can get notified When we drop all of these crazy Episodes and interviews And whatnot, because it tends to Get a little bit hectic especially if You're a listener in December you know what that Means (laughs) so be sure To leave a rate and review as well for our Show we really do appreciate all the time You people spend listening to Us natter on
0: about Shit on the internet exactly Oh Man another episode done Phil Thanks again for joining me Tyler I hope we get you back We are the It's Canon Podcast, the podcast that talks about anything and everything. We talk about all things comics. We talk about all things movies. We talk about all things video games. We talk about all things toys. We talk about all things Lego. We talk about all things Muppets. We talk about all things anything and everything in the world of pop culture because it's all in canon. He's Phil. I'm Boris. It's the It's Canon Podcast. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.